0: So it's like two in the morning right now. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and warn you. It's funny because it seems like I have to do one of these every once in a while. It's not the beer. It's the time. And I've been up for, I've been up since like 10 o'clock, nah, 930. And it's two in the morning at this point. Uh, it's been a long day. I did not hit. Well, I hit play on the Pro Tools rig instead of record, so uh, you're not going to get the good audio on this. I'm not going to go back and redo that episode, because honestly, all the stuff I said, I couldn't re-say it again if I tried. So um, luckily, there's a camera <laughs> with a little microphone on it, and I apologize for the quality of this audio, but what I what I said is important enough that I hope you'll sit through it. Um, if you don't, uh, that's my bad. Duh, that's just uh, all right. So here's what I'm going to do. I'll film the the third part. I'm going to film it tomorrow. I'm going to bed. But while I go to bed, I got something for you to listen to, or and or watch. So, uh, cheers. Anyway, so um, if you li- if you listen to the last one, if you watched the the last one of these, um, thank you very much. Uh, again um no pomp and circumstance I, I just wanted to put all of this out through all my social media channels through uh the feeds for uh a drummer and and fader jocks dialed drummer fader jocks um that's the reason that those uh logos are up there because you're going to find this in those feeds you'll find this on my youtube channel you'll, you're probably finding this on my facebook um drummer and, and fader jocks is coming back um there's some very good reasons why they're coming back that uh, it was already in the plan to, to have them come back before all this started, and now I've got a lot more time. So, uh, yeah, so uh, those are coming back. It's another reason to, for, for people that don't know about those. They're uh, While you're catching up on your podcast, to recap what we talked about last time, um, there's plenty of good episodes there that uh, you can spend some time with. So, um I wanted to talk with you. Again, uh, like I said before, um, I want to be of assistance. I want to be of help. I want to try and and give you something valuable to help you because um, it sucks right now. And it may suck for a long time. It ain't going to suck for like a month. I'm sorry to say. Um, I don't believe that. Uh, What I believe is that the world as we know it, as professional creatives, as people who rely on uh, whether it's creating music or creating other kinds of art for a living, um, I genuinely genuinely believe that, especially for people in the music business, that the world has fundamentally changed. Um, and by the time we get through this, then um, it, it's going to change in ways that we do not yet realize. So, I want to be of assistance to you now, and I want to be of assistance to you and pontificate on what the world's going to be like later. Uh, Hopefully, these strategies will will be valuable and valid um, six months from now, a year from now, five years from now. We'll we'll see, but uh, what I want to do today is talk about uh, ways that you can make money right now. And that's the question we're all racking our brains about. It's the question I'm racking my brain about. Now that all the gigs are gone, and most of the sessions are gone, because not because people don't want to come here, people don't want to go to studios, but more, at least the people that I work with, uh, the money is being put on hold. At least the supply of money is being put on hold. Uh, with people that I work with that do album projects and more creative musical things uh, or even not just not just that but podcasts there are podcasts that I record and produce that you guys don't even know that I work on those things and uh, 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 note to self if you want to start a podcast uh, you could pay me to help you start one uh, <laughs> or work work on one with you uh, but yeah one of the things that uh, is a service line, for my studio and my production company are podcasts. And, um, some of those people have decided because for whatever reason, they need to hang on to cash. Then, um, they're doing things like trying to produce them from their phones. They're trying to, uh, you know, buy a, buy a $20 USB mic and, uh, try and make it happen in their spare bedroom or their kitchen or whatever. Um, and that's taken a, a real hit for me and in, in my in my world and what my my uh, studio does. So uh, I've spent a lot of time the last couple of weeks really racking my brain on what are some ways that I can make money now, and and hopefully these are great ideas for uh, what you can do to make money now if you're not already doing them. So, cheers. Easy uh, makes me burp um anyway um if you teach or if you can teach um there's always been here's one here's one way that i think that the world is going to fundamentally change after all of this for decades as long as i've been alive, as long as i've been um As I've known about it, I've always heard people say the cliche that those who can't do, teach. And I've railed against that for a long time. But it's still the overarching philosophy that most people subscribe to, that if you're really good at something, then uh, you're doing it. And if you're teaching it, maybe you're not quite as good at it. Well, that world is that that paradigm is gone for all intents and purposes at this point so if you are really good at something and you've never taught now's your time to be able to share the knowledge and experience that you've got in ways that you've never thought of before uh, for me've I've done them and do them fairly regularly not every week but uh because we've got to stay separated from each other the students that I do have we've started doing remote lessons via the internet so whether you're using Skype or you're using Zoom or I've been beta testing this new service called Eyes On that um, sometimes works incredibly well sometimes like yesterday doesn't work well at all. Uh, um, Now if you've got um, a laptop with a webcam if you've got an iMac with a webcam on it, if you've got any kind of computer with a camera, if you have a phone, if you've got a tablet like an iPad that has a camera on it, you can use that to start teaching remote lessons. Now, if you want to um, use the free Zoom, uh, the tier of Zoom that's free where you can get 40 minutes on a call before it kicks you off. Um, I went ahead and re-upped on a new subscription with them this week for 15 bucks a month, I guess. Because not only am I going to be using it uh, with students, but I'll be using it for, for all kinds of other purposes too, teleconferencing and things like that. But, uh, uh, you know, if you've got students that are on Skype, here's the thing I would tell you. You don't need to relegate yourself to one of those services. You need to be able to use all of them with whatever equipment that you can pull together right now. And it doesn't have to be the fancy stuff I've got downstairs with the fancy cameras and the fancy mics and everything pre-mixed. You don't have to do that. In fact, uh, that one kind of bit me in the butt this week with Zoom with one of my students because uh, they've got software limiting. And I was just pegging the crap out of the software limiter. Uh, even with the compression and the auto volume turned off, there's still a, uh, a software limiter. So uh, I'm taking some time tomorrow to, uh, to kind of run through things with a friend of mine and work work on both our setups so that we can kind of work on knowing what our levels need to be to get great levels to someone else but not hit that uh, that limiter that's going on. Um so doing live lessons uh you know maybe if you if you're not set up to be able to do them with a kit uh or or maybe you get an electronic kit that you can do them with um electronic kit and a microphone will get you a long way with those things or even if it's just a for drummers it's just a practice pad if you're a guitar player for the bass player for keyboard player these things are a little more they're a little more easy for you you could just use your phone and do that but um with drummers it's a little more complicated just because we've got to be able to translate the sound of this massive instrument through this little speaker and have the student be able to do that as well. And it's not as easy as it sounds. So, um, one other thing to think about, and it's something I've been working on now for at least six months and was getting ready to roll it out. We're still going to roll it out next month. Um, I'm, I'm I've got my uh, my motivation to at least get it up and running for this very reason. Uh, maybe if you've got a good camera and a good way to record yourself, maybe you start putting some packaged video lessons together, and uh, maybe you can you know sell them through um, Gumroad uh, or uh, Vimeo has a video on demand service that you can get into where you can actually sell sell video. Um, or I, I, the way I do it, I actually, I've got a, a platform that I've been um, a beta tester for for a while that, that has now rolled out that I'm using for these online schools I've put together for both drums and audio engineering. So um, if you want to put it into more of a format, um, you can contact me and I can help you get set up with a really cool way to do a school or a a whole bunch of courses that you can sell. Or there's other platforms out there like teachable.com or Udemy. Uh, There there are a lot of different ways that you can do that. But maybe you can put together some packaged video lessons to where you take maybe 10 or 15 minutes worth of content and you talk about a particular topic, record yourself doing that, throw it into your uh, your computer, do a little bit of editing, clean it up a little bit, make it look decent, make it sound good. And then um, and then market that where you can sell that for 5, 10, 15, 20 bucks a lesson that way. Um, something I've seen a lot of this week, especially last night, which was Friday night and tonight earlier, Saturday night, um, you could do online live webcasting uh, for all kinds of different things. Last week we did downstairs in my studio, we did an hour long, uh, drum lesson video, where for an hour I shared some concepts with uh, whoever was watching, and uh, and did in uh, a, a sort of a lesson format, a demonstration format, almost like a clinic. But it was uh, it was a great time for me to to get downstairs and really suss out the technology there, because with this new uh, drum lesson website that I'm opening, that's one of the components of the site is this weekly live webcast that I do with enrolled students where uh, I share an idea with them and then we do a long Q&A about whatever they're working on uh, on the site or just general questions that they have. So it's allowed me to kind of work on that uh, technology. So uh, maybe, you're, maybe you're doing some online teaching where you set up, um, say, a, a tip jar whether it's uh, putting your your Venmo or your um, PayPal or any one of the different online payment services, you put that information up for people to be able to see so that they can tip you. Um, Or maybe you're doing uh, a concert of some sort. Uh, My buddy Lance Price and uh, my other buddy Wes that plays fiddle, they were doing their duo thing uh, last night for tips, the, the gig they would normally play uh, on a Friday night was canceled. So they got together and just with a phone, just did a house concert and um, and did it for tips. I'll have to call one of them and see uh, how well it did for them. Uh, that's one of the things I'm going to do over the next couple of weeks. Not that anybody has to tell me exactly how much money they're making, but I, I'm going to start doing some informal polling of friends I have that are doing this to see how it's working out for them. Um, my hope is that people will um, really come, uh, come to the table and, and leave something there for those, those great artists, those great performers, who are giving you some great entertainment to uh, take your mind away from the fact that you're locked away at home. So um, house concerts... Uh, Group lessons or or like the masterclass thing, like, and I'll be doing one of those every Sunday for the foreseeable future. Um, If you happen to be listening to this and Sunday has already passed, I'll do another one this coming Sunday. I generally do them at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, on my personal Facebook page, but I'm going to start to stream those to a few different platforms. We're probably going to put those on YouTube as well, and we may also go to my uh, my regular um, Brian Stevens drummer page, you know, business page on Facebook. But uh, there's there's a lot of ways that you can catch that. I'll, I'll put some links um, in the notes for for this video or this audio or where you can find that. So Sundays for the foreseeable future, Sundays at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and throughout the week, I've been streaming my practice sessions as well. If you want to see what it looks like to see a professional uh, practice, at least this professional practice—not—not that uh, you'll be working on the stuff that I'm working on, but it'll show you how I work on the things that I work on, Uh, the process that I use to assimilate new information and to get some level of competence or dare I say mastery, with um, any new thing that I'm working on. So um, if you've got any way to record yourself, uh, you can start doing some kind of remote sessions. Uh, And and I'm going to help you think outside the box a second, because I'm not just talking to drummers. Um, If you're listening to Dial-A-Drummer, I'm talking to drummers. But if you're listening to Fader Jocks, if you're catching this on my YouTube channel or my Facebook uh, page or something, You're probably a guitar player, a keyboard player, a singer, um, bass player, um, horn player. Horn players could do this. Um, Remote sessions. Now, more than ever, uh, it's imperative that you have some way to record yourself that's at least demo quality. So maybe you're not tracking for some big major label thing. You don't have to have a setup like I've got downstairs with hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of gear. Just having your kit in a room that sounds good or has been treated to sound good, a modest collection of microphones into Um, something as as cheap as what I use upstairs here for our our podcasts or our live stuff that we do upstairs. Uh, A Behringer XR-18 is about 500 bucks. You get 16 channels. You get everything you need to be able to record yourself. Um, There's tons of different interfaces out there. If you're a drummer, you need multiple channels. But if you're a guitar player or keyboard player, you just need two channels maybe. Um, With keyboard player, you just need stereo in. Uh, if you do most of your stuff via virtual instruments anyway, you just need to be able to MIDI into your computer. And then you can run those uh, those MIDI files off as actual uh, audio files with great sound and soft synths and samplers. Uh, Whether it's IK Multimedia or Waves has got some good pianos or... Um, it, Uh, Arturia, any of the different um, libraries. If you're a keyboard player, you could be doing remote sessions. If you're a vocalist, you need a one-channel interface to get a good microphone into. Hopefully you've got some kind of microphone if you're a vocalist. Even if it's just an SM58, you could do... um, Scratch vocals for demos, publishing demos. You could do background vocals for somebody's record if you've got a really, if you've got one of these Neumann handheld microphones that people are using live. It makes a great studio mic as well. So you just need an interface to be able to um, very cleanly get your voice through that microphone into the computer, and you can be doing remote sessions. And you know, not everybody's going to get two hundred or three hundred or five hundred dollars a tune, but maybe you're getting thirty bucks a tune. And you can do two or three songs in an hour. Uh, you know, you get a, a few of those every day, you've got some income happening. you got a little something. I, I told a friend a long time ago, back in the early 2000s, 2000, 2001, 2002, I believed that, you know, we. I grew up on a generation of session musicians that was Jeff Porcaro and um, Steve Gadd. And I mean, you know, just go down the list. Larry London, like, all the great session players. Um, I told I told my friend back then, almost 20 years ago, I said, I think the next wave of session musician, the next iteration of session musician is not going to be the next Jeff Procaro, one guy, the next Matt Chamberlain, the next... I think that the next iteration of session musician is going to be 250 different drummers that are at the level of a Jeff Porcaro in terms of technical ability and musical ability and experience, uh, equipment. There'll be 250 of those guys, 300 of those guys, 500 of those guys globally. And there are enough people on this planet that if your goal is to do drum tracks or do guitar tracks or whatever your, your chosen instrument, if your goal is to play on those things, how many billion people on the planet are making music right now and need what you do at the level that you do it? And they're willing to pay for it. Even at a time like this, there are still people that are wanting to get their demos done. There's some people that are probably still working on their albums knowing that uh, they're going to come out with something in the middle of all this crisis while they've got um, a lot of captured attention. So um, at whatever level you can do it, jump in the pool to do some kind of remote sessions. Now, uh, I'm sure somebody's going, well, Brian, doesn't that cut down a lot of your business? Um, well, maybe, but I don't think so. Um, not number one, because the world's a big place. But two, hopefully the people that are looking to hire me realize what it is that I do that's special and different. What you do is going to be a different kind of special. And it's going to be a kind of special, a kind of different that maybe I can't give someone. So instead of just being another guy to play a drum machine part, uh, so that they got live drums instead of a drum machine, now's the time to, to really find your artistry as a recording musician. So... Um, so that you you can kind of carve a, a niche for yourself where you don't really have competition. You do something in a way that, um, that people can learn what you do, how you do it, and see the results of, of your specialness and decide to hire your specialness. So remote sessions, there's a lot of different ways to jump in. Now, if you've got a way to be able to record yourself, And right now you don't have a bunch of remote session clients knocking at your door or potential clients knocking. Um, You can use whatever recording uh, gear that you've got to begin to put together. I'm giving away some secrets here and and giving away some of my strategies, but that's okay. It's a big world. Um, You can begin to put together some loop libraries or some loop packages, some uh, song parts. Packages. You know, maybe you play eight bars of a verse and a fill, and then you give that to them as one chunk, and then eight bars of a a chorus that's a different kind of groove that would match up with the verse groove, and maybe you give it to them a couple of different ways. So they got a chorus, one and a chord. You get all these song parts, and you can start to sell those things in any number of different ways that you can sell files online nowadays. Um, And so you put together all these things either for a fixed price. Or maybe you put a tip jar out. Maybe uh, for the first half a dozen of these that you do, you just release them for free. Oh, goodness, free. Imagine giving them something away for free and then expecting, well, if I put a tip jar out, kind of like the people do in the house concerts, maybe someone will be kind and they'll give me five bucks or ten bucks. Maybe the package that I'm putting out is good enough that they go, you know what? Normally, I would have had to pay him 100 bucks or 200 bucks or 300 bucks to record that drum track, but I got everything I needed right here. I'll give him 25 bucks, 30 bucks, 50 bucks. Heck, they may even pay you like it's a session if it's good enough. So, um, the, the big thing is give something to people so that they have something to do during this time. Provide them with. I had someone that sent me a, a message via Facebook the other day that asked if I could put together just um, you know a handful of loops that he could start doing some things with, uh, and that uh, you know we'd collaborate on some stuff to uh, to pass the time. Now he's a good friend, so you know, it's not like I'm going to charge money for it. But uh, it got me thinking. Well, maybe I, there's things that I can. Uh, put into the world that either can be cheap or free, or put a tip jar out that will just give people something to do. A lot of people that play instruments that aren't necessarily professional musicians. A lot of people that play instruments that write their own songs that may not ne- may ne- necessarily not ever put out uh, uh, something on Spotify or iTunes or Amazon or whatever. They just want to be able to take their creativity and put it with your honed, polished uh, refined creativity to help make what they're working on a little bit better and helps them pass the time. Uh, you can inspire other people. Um, you can use this as an outlet, uh, to help them deal with what's going on with them. Maybe there's people that play instruments and they just knock around an acoustic guitar, but they've never written a song before, but they've got these emotions that, uh, because they're locked up maybe with their family, uh, they they need a way to vent these emotions, and so they can vent their frustration through a song. Well, if you if they've got your drum tracks or your bass tracks or your guitar uh, riffs or your uh, keyboard parts that have a good solid chord progression that they can begin to write their song on top of, then that will inspire them to create something that didn't exist before, and it'll also. Uh, help them maybe vent some emotional baggage that they've got built up because of all of this. You know, it's, it's something valuable in the world that you can do. The whole reason I'm putting this together for you and going through these ideas that I wrote for myself is so that hopefully I could be of value to you and help you through this time in some way. So being a value to people, man, you could, you could put some stuff together with whatever recording facility you have, whatever equipment you've got, so that they could be creative as well. Now, one thing that's on my list, and I probably have to take two drinks before I do this one. All right. Maybe it's time to go through your stockpile of equipment and pull out the things that you haven't used in three years or five years. Or heck, I know I've got some things in my arsenal of equipment. I've got a couple of microphones I know I haven't touched in eight years. Maybe it's time to pull those things out and put them on eBay or put them on Facebook Marketplace or put them on Reverb or sell them to a buddy that you know is looking for something because maybe he needs to do some recording during this time. Um, now's a good time. Now, it probably would have been better three months ago before everybody's hoarding their cash or people are short of cash. But um, at least at this point, uh, you've got some At Look at them as ad This is how I'm having to justify it with myself. They're assets that I have, hard assets sitting around my house, sitting around my studio, it's probably sitting in my car or in my storage unit, I've got hard assets that are not my go-to, day-to-day, extremely valuable pieces of equipment. Like I said, I've got a, I know I've got a pair of microphones. I haven't used them in eight years. They've sat in the case for eight years, unused. Why? Because... I've got other mics that do better jobs, different jobs. Um, I just haven't needed them. But I didn't want to get rid of them because you never know when you're going to need something, right? Um, If you're strapped for cash and you need to make up the difference in what you're losing by not having gigs or sessions or whatever lessons that you're teaching... Maybe it's time to go through. I'm not saying take your prize snare drum and put it on eBay. I'm not saying do that. I'm saying take stuff that are not mission critical, things that you haven't used in a long while. Start with those things. And sure, maybe you've got, I've got an audio interface that I probably only get 100 bucks for online after the fees and everything. But I've probably got 10 different things like that. They're that all in that $100 range that I could get rid of. I have a two-channel interface right now. If you're a vocalist, you're a guitar player or a keyboard player and you don't have a two-channel interface, I got one right now I could sell you for 100 bucks, And it's an amazing one. It's got great mic in it. It'll work with your computer. I know it will because it works with all the computers I've got. Uh, has worked with all the computers I've ever had. Um, so yeah, so... It's one of those where if you've got something that would be valuable to someone else, sure, you may take a little bit of a hit on it. But if you've got 10 different things that, that all can, can be sold fairly quickly, maybe it's time to hit eBay with those things. Uh, the benefit here is that you'll get some bills paid. You'll keep, some, you'll keep eating. Maybe keep the lights on. Uh, but also, you'll do two other things. You're going to open up some space around you. Right now, I need, some, I need more space. I've got more stuff than space, so I need to open up some space. It will do me good to sell a few things off and get some space. But it'll also do someone else good because maybe that audio interface or that microphone or that guitar that you haven't played in eight years... Maybe that's exactly the thing that someone else needs to get them kickstarted at a time like this. They just haven't been able to either find the thing they needed or justify the purchase. You know, uh, p- some people that do still have <laughs> enough money, um, maybe they couldn't uh, justify just throwing 100 bucks away on an audio interface because they didn't have time to sit and work on songs or record themselves. But now they got plenty of time. So now's the time, as much as, oh, geez, take two more swigs of this. Oh. If you're listening to the audio part of this, I'm sorry. I'm a little burpy about that. But uh, maybe it's time to uh, clear out a little space, sell a few things. Don't look at this as you're giving away the farm. These things that you've bought, that you've used, that have been valuable to you – our assets and right now you need to liquefy some of your assets um it, you know three months ago would have been a great time to uh liquefy some stock market assets when it was at the top 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 um and it was looks like it was gonna cross 30k it would have been a good time to liquefy a few uh assets at that point uh and and be able to kind of stockpile that money and i'm Legally, you know, I'm sure there are people that did it that, um, you know, they wanted to enjoy a little of the profit. You know, maybe they bought some stock at, uh, you know, a hundred bucks a share and it was up to five hundred dollars a share. I don't know. I don't know know what things cost in in that world. But I do know that they cost a lot more over time. So um, your music equipment, it's an asset. Um, It is not who you are as a person. Uh, selling it off doesn't mean that you suck or that you should quit or these are things that go through my head that's why i'm saying them to you and you know for me to sell off a set of microphones studio microphones that i've made probably hundreds hundreds if not uh, more than a thousand records on um makes me feel like maybe maybe i failed um maybe maybe i suck maybe life's over <laughs> um that's how desperate I mean, things can get in my brain sometimes when, when faced with that choice. But a more healthy choice is this is an asset. This is valuable to someone else, enough that they would pay money for it. And this is a time when the right person will pay you the right amount of money for it. And uh, it'll help you go. It'll give you a little more runway. So I've, I've got a tape machine downstairs and I know I haven't turned on in five years. I um, had not turned it on because nobody's wanted to buy tape for it. I bought tape for it, but nobody's wanted to buy tape for it. I hadn't for a while. So I'm probably going to get rid of that tape machine here in the next two or three weeks if I can find the right person to buy it. Um, probably could have found the right person three months ago and made a lot more money on it. But uh, that's neither here nor there. All right. Here's here's uh, probably the most important out of all the ones I've talked about with you. Um Find some new income streams. I know it seems like the world is completely shut down and that there's nowhere else that you can make money. But I guarantee you, if you think hard enough, if you think outside of the box long enough, you're going to find that there are ways that you can make money during this time that will get you through And going forward, you may find you open up an entirely new income stream that you never thought about, that you'd never considered. I've got one of those right now. I had a conversation yesterday with someone who they need something. They need a a set of skills that I have that I use just about every day, but they need me to be able to use it for them in their business in a way that helps them grow their business and be more profitable. And uh, tell more people, basically tell more people about their business. So, um, so we're doing the dance about how do I use these skills that I have, these resources that I have, these experiences that I have to be able to um, help him and his company do the things that they need to do. Maybe not right this moment because we are in a crisis, but we're going to get past this crisis, and they want to be loaded for bear before we get through. All of this. So that by the time we get far enough along and the world has kind of restarted and started moving again, they're ready to go. They're not ramping up into, they're ready. They've been sitting on ready and now it's time to deploy. So, um, what skills do you have that have nothing to do with playing your instrument? Have nothing to do with playing a gig. Have nothing to do with teaching a lesson. What skills do you have that if you look at them, you uh, you might find that there's uh, a lot of other uses for them? What knowledge do you have that if you just sort of shift the focus Something completely different comes into view that it can be useful for, that knowledge can help. What experiences have you had? Um, I had a conversation with a really good friend who had been out of work for a while and was trying to find work in the same industry that she had been in for a very long time, like well over a decade. And so we started talking about, well, what, is it, what are the things that you did when you were in that industry? And she started ticking all these things off. And I said, oh, you're a project manager. Well, no, I'm not a project manager. I'm a da-da-da-da. I said, no, you're a project manager. You've just never called yourself a project manager before. So your ability to take X, uh, Y, Z, A, B, C, D, all these different things and all these groups of people and all these schedules and all these timelines and all these deadlines and be able to sort of uh, pull them together and to get everyone organized, everyone moving in the same direction, everybody um, completing their goals. You're a project manager is what you are. So what you need to do is you need to go back and think about the, uh, the things that you've worked on, the big projects you've worked on, and don't overstate your your role in those. But shift your focus on what really were you doing? and tell that story, be able to have three or four of those that when you look and you find that there's some company that needs a project manager, they may need you, not just your skill set for doing those things and organizing all of those different pieces, but your temperament. Maybe that industry needs your temperament. Maybe you would be a breath of fresh air and, and and I know what I'm saying. What I'm saying is on the other side of this, uh, maybe you... I, I want to say that because I'll give it to you. Maybe on the other side of this, maybe music isn't your full-time thing. Maybe for a lot of people, music won't be their full-time thing after all don't know what the world's going to look like depending on what you do and how you do it the the how may not come back and there may not be a new how at least not in this industry but maybe you can take the what and just change the specifics and now you can catapult yourself into any one of a half a dozen different industries and you might find you make three times as much money so The the upshot of that is you'd live a little bit better. You'd make a little more money, maybe a lot more money. You'd be able to stockpile some money, uh, save some money, put some money away. So should this ever happen again or something uh, along the lines of this, uh, you'll be more more prepared. Um, I I didn't want to have that discussion yet, but uh, because that's. That's Believe it or not, that's a conversation I've had with myself. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I'm saying that we've got to be real with ourselves. We've got to be adults. We've got to realize that the world doesn't end if all of a sudden I don't uh, teach drum lessons as an income stream or I don't pay my mortgage playing weddings anymore. The world will not end, your life will not end, uh, it, it, all, it, all will not be lost if that is not something that you continue to get to do once the world gets back into gear. So um, with that being said, think about what resources do you have? Are there things that you have at your disposal, whether it's equipment or Uh, Whether it's um, a specialized ability to do something in a way that uh, is not is not a commodity; it's it's a very unique thing. Are there um, areas of expertise that you have that, if used in a different industry, you would you would be one of three people that would know how to do that? For me, in answering some of these questions about skills, knowledge, expertise, resources, um, video and web streaming in particular have been one of the answers for me. Um, Sure, everybody can stream live from their phone and they do it every day. But not everyone can do high quality, live, high bandwidth, Web streaming that's that sounds great, looks great, and is an immersive experience. Um, that's something that I've got a lot of experience with. Not just the things that you've seen here from the studio, but uh, the things that I've I've done for corporate clients. It's always been a service line, but I've never thought of it as uh, as an actual. <laughs> A profession, I know that there are people that do that as a profession. Uh, Some of the people that I contract out for, you know, people I work for doing some of the things I do for corporate clients. That's their business. Um, The last few weeks, because of what's happened with with this virus and and people going gradually going on lockdown, um, I've had to to look at the answers to these questions. And one of the, the ways I've been able to make money the last few weeks is helping churches that have either not been doing web streaming at all on Sundays, or they've been doing what I call the security camera footage. They've had someone put their phone up at the back of the room, and that's been their church's live webcast. Well, um, now that everybody's webcasting their services, and that's the only way that people are going to get your church services, that's not good enough anymore. It wasn't good enough before, but most of these churches were not willing to spend the money needed to get themselves up to at least a rudimentary two-camera webcast. Uh, but that has changed in the course of a month, and luckily, I had some. Um, I've had several connections with several different uh, AV integration companies, and I've, I've been able to uh, to be a consultant, be a, a teacher, be someone who could actually come in and, you know, here's all this equipment that we bought. We don't really know how it all goes together, and we don't know how it works with the software. Um, we did we, we did the design build on it, but we don't really know about the implementation. We just know it's supposed to work. Can you take care of it? And inside of a day, have everybody up and running. Um, That's been a great income stream the last few weeks for me to help offset gigs that have been canceled, sessions where people have uh, postponed them. Um, But those those kind of opportunities only came because I asked, what skills do I have? What knowledge do I have? What experiences do I have? What resources do I have access to? Um, I mean, when it comes to showing somebody how to do a multicam or webcast, I've got the resources to be able to uh, pull up with uh, at least a rudimentary multicam live web stream experience and be able to show them, well, here's one way that we could do this. Now, if we spend a little more money, here's some other ways that we could do it even better. And that's valuable to those people right now. My hope is that going forward, now people will see how valuable that is and that... um, there are a lot of other reasons to have that immersive, HD, amazing-sounding experience the, the, the even churches that have been doing it at a higher level will really want to max it out and top out on the possibilities and, uh, and see not only can they give a better experience for their members who can't attend that week, but maybe they can actually net new people into their churches, uh, businesses that don't realize the value of podcasting. Uh, I've had a lot of meetings and phone calls and talked with a lot of people about how they can um, use podcasting to reach out to their current customer base and uh, maybe grow their customer base. So again, that's another income stream that comes directly from asking those questions. So the takeaway and I, and I had to write this down for myself because I really wanted to make sure that I had the words. I really wanted to have words in ink that I could look at more than one time, that I could look at several times a day, that I could have as a reminder. And I, and I wrote this. How can I, think my, rethink, how can I rethink my work and my life so that I can be prepared for what comes next and also protect myself against this sort of thing in the future. Before this happened, I had at least six income streams. They were all music, audio, and creativity related in some way. And I thought I was good with six income streams. I thought, you know, if one goes down, the other one will uh, will come in to fill its place and we'll be good. I'll be fine. I I could weather anything. Half of them could go down. I'd still be okay. I never asked myself the question, what if they all go down at the same time? I never asked myself that question. And uh, that was short-sighted. That really was. That was a rookie move. If I really were a great business person, I would have asked myself, I would have I would have gone through that stoic exercise that uh, that Epictetus and all these other Stoics have gone through and they've asked themselves, you know what is it that I fear the most?" and gone through the exercise of maybe even putting themselves into that situation. Some of the great Stoics have actually, You know, spent periods of time, whether it's a week, a month, or longer, uh, living penniless, living homeless, just to see, is this the condition that I so feared? And I never asked myself that question. If, If the thing I'm afraid of the most is all of this going away and not being able to do a single thing that I currently do, if that's what I fear the most, how about I stress test that a little bit? And how about I find out what life would be like if that were to happen? I never did that. That was a, a mistake. So now I've got to ask myself, how do I rethink my work? How do I rethink my life so that I can be prepared the next time this happens? And also so I can uh, protect myself should all of that come to fruition? But also, how can I rethink my work in my life for what comes next? How can I look around me at the landscape of what's going on and how things are changing in the middle of the crisis? Um, I really think that you, know, you think it's hard enough to get a gig in Atlanta now. Now that uh, now that people can stream. From home, I wouldn't be surprised if more of the bar gigs go away. Bars that have 20 people show up on a Friday night, and that's, that's the most that they hope for. And maybe it's their lunch crowd that actually floats them through the month. Those may not come back. So your Friday night gig or your Saturday night gig or your Tuesday night gig may not come back. Because those places look and they go, well, maybe we open another restaurant, but we're not going to be open at 11 o'clock at night and uh, have a stage and have a sound guy and have lights and have all this overhead to have a performance venue. People are just going online to watch that stuff. Because they are. Something to think about. And I hope that this has given you a lot to think about, a lot to chew on, a lot to go through. Um, just some of the ways that you can think about to make money now and start to maybe shape or hone what your methods and modalities are going to be going forward. It's a lot to think about now. Um, I'm here. If 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 you if you need a sounding board if you if you've got questions uh, for goodness sake if you got a little bit of money and can take an hour lesson where we can really dig deep and really suss this stuff out and really get you I'm here and uh, I would love to do an hour lesson with you and uh, it would help you set you in a positive direction it helped me with paying the light bill <laughs> for sure and um, if you don't if you don't need that um, I i purposely not advertised this during all this, but I, I can say one way you definitely can help me is uh, go to sessionh.com and buy something. Uh, all of that money right now is just going into paying the bank loan. That's it. I'm not pulling any money off of that. So every cent that goes uh, into, into anyone's purchases goes to uh, paying that bank loan. So that, uh, again... How can I prepare myself for the next time this thing happens? I cannot have an eleven thousand dollar balance on the rest of this bank loan. Uh, you know, a bank loan that I thought would take a year to pay off, and I'm, you know, I'm a little a little further beyond that, and I haven't paid it off. So, um, anyway, again, business stuff like that, right? Um, yeah, if you want to help out, buy buy a set of uh, buy uh, uh, some of the EST ear monitors have a, a spare set once things get rolling again. Um, all that goes to help me with paying the bank loan. And, uh, I'm going to do one more of these and uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to tackle one other thing that I think is really important. We've talked about what to do with your time. We've talked about what to do with your money. The next time I want to talk about what are some things that you need to avoid doing during this time. Um, and, and again, these are things I'm having to I'm having to have this conversation with myself. I figured, how about I have this conversation with you, and maybe it would be valuable to you. So, um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if if you're catching us on the the Fader Jocks feed, um, make sure you've gone back and listened to those episodes. There's going to be a lot more of those um, with dial Drummer. If you haven't caught any of those past episodes, they're on YouTube and they're in our podcast feed. And I'm burpy from drinking. Uh, my second beer of the evening. Um, if you're catching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Uh, if you're catching on Facebook, if you're not already following me, please follow. Um, make sure you do ting whatever you gotta ting to get notifications or, you know, to make sure that anytime something new like this comes out, that you know about it. So um, that's all I got for you right now. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow with uh, part three of this. Things that things to not do during this time. Thanks so much for watching. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate um, us being able to spend time together like this. I'll see you on the next one.